Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Welcome today to our program. I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what it was like to be the Queen of Persia, but also at the same time to be a daughter, a daughter of the tribe of Benjamin, and to be the royal descendant of King Saul, to rule and to reign in the place that he forfeited. Today, we have an outstanding program for you, especially those of you that are just desperate for destiny. Those of you who say, was it just because Esther was pretty that she got her platform? Well, today we want to break the fairy tale version of the story of Esther. We want to show you the reality, the young girl who was Hadassah, who became Queen Esther. And in order to do that, we are going to introduce one of my dearest friends in all the world, the wonderful author, conference speaker, and foundress of Trim International Ministries. And that is my dear sister and friend, Dr. Cindy Trim. It's such a pleasure to oh, be it's here. It's so great you so to much. have you, Dr. Trim. Tell us, Dr. Trim, about Hadassah, who becomes Esther in the book of Esther. I, I love the story. I identify with her because, you know, at a young age, she lost both of her parents. Um, and she had to live with the sense of a loss of identity. But her cousin ado adopts her. And we witness in the book of Esther the rise of one of the most powerful women in the Bible. And you talked about being pretty. And I believe that she was pretty powerful. Oh, wow. And so uh, that's, I, I think I identify with her story because it's almost like a rags to riches story. And although in the book of, of Esther, you don't uh, see the name of God mentioned, but you see his thumbprint throughout every page, all 10 chapters of the book of Esther. And his thumbprint is really his sovereignty. It's that invisible force that makes Romans 8, 28 very um, to come alive, that all things do work together for good. And that every aspect of our lives is taken into consideration in the big scheme of things so that nothing about our lives are wasted. No um, good experience or bad experience. No circumstance within our countries, within our communities, within our industries, within our nations. Uh, prohibits the plan of God from coming to pass in your life. So we're seeing in the book of Esther divine providence and not coincidence. Never coincidence. Never coincidence. And Some think, people think it's yeah. coincidental, but it's really not coincidental. It's yeah. providential. It's Tell providential and that. sovereignty too. So yes. I think, you know, we know about the omniscience of God. We know about the providence of God, how he takes these um, forces that really have the power to tear us apart 
and to undermine his plan. And he takes those forces to really shape and mold our character, our personality, rather than us traveling outside of ourselves. They're meant to be like mirrors that reflects what's inside of us. Beautiful. And I've learned that we are bigger than our worst mistakes and stronger than our greatest challenge. And when you look at Esther's story, this is her story. Um, her story is one of challenge and treachery. It's one that challenged her at the core of who she was. And the beautiful part of that story is you have Mordecai. Mordecai, Mordecai is a type of Holy Spirit to me. Um, he, the Bible said, when we don't know what to pray, he makes groanings and intercessions with words that are inutterable by us. And so the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is really to point us to destiny, to point us to purpose. He had to remind her that you are a Jew and don't think that because you're married to power, somehow you're going to hide the fact um, that you are a Jew. But, you know, looking at your heritage is also looking at a point of power. Where we come from de determines who we are. And the moment we realize that our heritage takes us all the way back to God, um, that we were created in his image and after his likeness, and he gave us dominion. And once we understand that we're, we are actually partakers of of the divine nature. And so when he said you're a Jew, it was rehearsing over and over in her spirit that you're one of God's children. You are chosen. And no matter where you are planted, God has obligated himself to cover you, to protect you, to provide for you. That, you know, and, and once we know our spiritual heritage as well as our spiritual inheritance, we can live more powerfully in the earth realm. And, you know, you look at, at such a woman whose claim to fame was a beauty contest. So she gets this Miss Congeniality uh, trophy. And that was her claim to fame. But yet, God had something more on the inside of her. And the pain um, within our country, within our nation, um, on the brink of being exterminated, and the fear that her fellow citizens um, had to be under, you know, the fear of the pending doom and death. But that pain was a divine indicator of purpose. Yes. And we have to, we have to interpret our pain differently. Um, we, we all have come through a pandemic where everyone suffered some sort of loss. And the whole world is in, I think, a uh, grieving process. Uh, the whole world was wheeled into the same kind of emergency room within a hospital. And we need healing and we need deliverance. But that pain is not to cause the rest. It's, 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 it's really a spotlight onto what we have hidden on the inside of us, almost like a butterfly, right? That the caterpillar has to go through some sort of pain or some sort of discomfort in becoming a butterfly and so it's about what's emerging in our, in our countries, in our nations, what is emerging from out of our families and what's emerging out of us. And I believe that, you know, even as Esther 
had impending doom. Um, so did we, and we can see the parallel and the um, similarities in Astra's story and what we're going through. You think of Ukraine and the pain that uh, is going on in U Ukraine. You think of the um, food deserts, even in the United States of America. You think of human trafficking. And I can go on and on with the kinds of challenges that we as human beings are faced with. But I always say, Dr. Michelle, that I don't want to just pray. I want to be the solution to my prayer. I don't just want to pray about circumstances. I want God to use me. And that's the story of Esther. You know, many young women or any woman of any age may say, I would like to succeed the way Esther had success. There's a difference between secular success and biblical success secrets. When God gives success, you were saying the other day, it's supernatural success. And first of all, her success, of course, didn't depend, as you so graciously said, upon her outward beauty. Her success was the fact that she was trained to by Mordecai to always be obedient. And then when the test came, she was a little bit tested, that moment of indecision. And that's so awesome because it shows she was human. She was not robot robotically obedient. Mm -hmm. She was obedient from her heart. But when he gave her the death decree in the beginning, she responded only in a matter of protocol, which shocks us all mm -hmm. because her actual character is so different. But this shows the battle. She's so human. And when Mordecai corrected her, she completely submitted to that tohaha to mm -hmm. that correction. If you're gonna be used by God, um, it's about divine timetables. And there are some things that cannot wait. Yes. They can't wait. Oh so goodness. in this season, it's more about, um, more about obedience. It's more about um, not necessarily always comprehending, but cooperating. So this That's is awesome. a season Sometimes we may not understand what God is doing, but a cooperation is going to be more important than comprehension. That's so, so awesome. You know, sometimes God will move us in a position where just sheer obedience will be the catalyst uh, to bring about the change that we're, we're looking for. And those wow. of us that are obedient, we shall eat of the good of the land. And then those of us that are obedient, the Bible said, these blessings shall come upon us. So we don't have to pursue the blessing. The blessing will pursue us as a result of obedience. And sometimes obedience comes from, from chastening. Yes. And nobody during the time of chastening would say that the chastening is good. But whom the Lord loves, he also chastens. Yes. And um, the chastening of the Lord is the grace of God because no one is going to correct you if they don't love you. So if we're never corrected by our employers or our parents or even challenged at the point of our integrity by our friends, um, it means that we are not truly loved. But if you're truly loved, your friend, if they see you going over a cliff, they're not going to let you go over that cliff, it's even beautiful. if it angers you. Yes. They're going to do everything to save your life and to salvage your life. 
And likewise, that's what chastening does. Yes. You know, it's destiny focused, it's future focused, it's success focused. And sometimes in the chastening, we're being chastened not at the level of who we are today, but at the level of who we have the potential to be tomorrow. And that's what dominion is all about. A lot of people think dominion is about what you can control out here, but dominion is really finds the greatest expression when you can have dominion over what you are not. And that's why the name change is interesting because um, her, her name, her first name really means Myrtle. And then they call her Star. And a Myrtle tree has flowers. And if you look at the center of the flowers, it looks like a star. Beautiful. So it, it, it I mean, the names have the connotation that uh, Esther was obscured in Hadassah until she connected with her identity. I want all of our family to understand that this power principle to biblical success in becoming obedient and what you said, which is critical in terms of yielding to the Holy Spirit, not just I will yield to him, obey him when I comprehend what he's telling me, but to go forward in blind obedience, though you do not understand at the moment why God is telling you to do this, you submit to what he wants you to do. Can you imagine if Mordecai had not corrected Esther and if Esther did not comply with that correction, mm -hmm. we would not know the book of Esther. It wouldn't be called the book of Esther. It wouldn't be, be called another name. Yeah. God would have brought enlargement and deliverance from another place and we would not know why God elevated her to such a degree that the text actually teaches us twice in verse 10 and then in verse 20 mm -hmm. about her obedience, mm -hmm. that she uh, obeyed the commandment in all things, but even after she was queen. Tell us what it means when you're queen and you have all this authority, but you're still obedient to the yeah. person that you're submitted to in the spirit. When you read the book of Esther, there are so many themes. We hear Esther associated with favor. Wow. Um, but very seldom with obedience and discipline. We do see the six months of discipline and another six months, so a whole year of discipline. But she had to live a disciplined life. Um, and, and Mordecai had to provide her uh, with the environment of discipline. So when we talk about obedience, obedience follows an environment that demands it. And environment is really entity-specific or organism-specific. So the environment that fish needs is different from the environment that a tree needs, which is different from the environment that maybe a bird needs. They need different kinds of environments. The environment that you discipline a sprinter, a runner in, is, a, is different from the environment that you discipline you know, the boxer in and wow. different from a ballerina. Wow. So her environment had to be calibrated based on her gifts, her talents, her assignment, and her purpose. To much is given, much is required. So and to take her from just an orphan, you know, nobody, to a queen um, in record-breaking time was a testimony of her personal integrity. And integrity 
not just before her uncle, but before the Lord. Because whatever we're doing, we're doing it as unto the Lord. So you can imagine being a queen and knowing that she was married to power. God will never pitch you and peer you to a person who has power and you be inferior to that. So it means that they were being pitched like the sun and the moon. And the Holy Spirit had to show her, this is who you really are. You may not have the title or position, but you have the same power. And her uncle, I, I, I think it was fascinating because what disciplined her spirit was two things, prayer and the other thing that disciplined her was fasting. And these are two disciplines that we need. Fasting wow. is to remove the carnality Thank you, Jesus. Uh, uh, from your soul. Yes. The everyday distractions yes. and distractors. Please, Lord, do it. So that's the fasting. Yes. But the prayer, fasting closes off your spirit and your ear to carnal things. And the prayer opens your ear to spiritual things. So you need both the shutting away from distractions and the opening up to the true source of success. Many individuals misinterpret the purpose of power and influence. Some people are like Haman in the book of Esther, or as we say in English, Haman, um, who used his power to destroy, he used his power um, in an insatiable desire of self-conceit, and for his own self, for his own glory. And he used his platform to actually open up um, the whole idea of what would have been maybe what we call a precursor to the final solution. Mm -hmm. He presented to Ahasuerosh or Ahasuerus mm -hmm. a final solution on how he was going to wipe out the Jews mm -hmm. in just a few mm -hmm. short steps. What are some of the modern day influencers that we can say like Dr. Martin Luther King, even though it's not modern day, but his legacy will never die. His legacy will never die. And Dr. King used his influence, his power just for others, complete selflessness. For others. And you can see it over and over again, someone who uses their influence because they had humanity at the center of their decision. And if I can think of someone modern, um, and I don't want to embarrass you and put you, you know, uh, on this plate, but it would be you. Because I've known you for 15 years, approximately 15 years now, and you have always had at the center of everything that you do, the thing that God cares about most, and that's humanity. Irrespective of race or creed or color or religious persuasion, I've seen year after year, and this is why I'm here, um, because I, I believe in your calling, and that is to touch the world. So we all have life strategy. A strategy gets you from point A to point B. It's goal-oriented. I want to accomplish this. I want to acquire this. A strategy is goal-oriented that says, I'm here, and this is where I want to be, and a strategy doesn't have consideration of lack of limitation. The Bible is a book of strategy. No yes. consideration or lack of limitation. Yes. You know, it's a strategic book. And I say to people all the time that I'm a Christian because Christianity for me is my life strategy. 
Praise God. Praise God. This is how we win the world for Christ. This is how we can preach oftentimes in places where uh, preaching the gospel verbally is not allowed or permitted. Mm -hmm. But even though, of course, we will always obey God first rather than man, but there are times when we can live the life, when they can see Jesus in us, mm -hmm. that through seeing Christ, they become Christians. You demonstrate it. You know, the proof of the essence of a tree is its fruit. So by our fruit, by our works, the Bible says that we let our light so shine before man, that man may see our good works and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. They point back, oh, this has to be God. Because, you know, going into the jungles and going into dangerous zones and doing what we do. And then, you know, when we get there, people want to know, why are you there? And you say, okay, God sent me. Truly, there has to be a God because nobody in their right mind is going to live the, leave the comfort of their homes to go into and put themselves in harm's way. But those of us that are called into missions like you, you go into the darkest places. And that's where your light shines the brightest. You know, I'm light in your light, but one cancels out the other. But when you take our light, no matter how dim, in the darkest place, it, it, even the smallest flicker of the light of a candle brings hope. That's so, so awesome. So whether you're a candle or a floodlight, whether you're a flashlight, it's inconsequential when it comes to shining that light in the world. So no assignment is inferior in the kingdom. Yes. You, you don't God. look at a person who has a large stage yes. and say that they're doing a greater work than maybe a person who is hidden in obscurity, raising their children in the fear and the admonition of the Lord yes. in poverty. Yes, yes. And that was my mother. Oh, wow, how beautiful. So. We may know Beautiful. Dr. Michelle Corral. We may know Dr. Martin Luther King. We might know Gandhi and Winston Churchill. You may never know my mother, but her work was just as important because she raised a preacher like me. So whether you're a single mom or whether you're a stay-at-home dad, whether you're a grandmother who have, has adopted your children, you're a teacher, or you may be an illustrious lawyer. I think when we understand that all of our assignments and everyone's purpose is important in the big scheme of God unfolding his plan to humanity, I think we all can make this world a better place. It's the question of how many um, snowflakes does it take to create an avalanche? And the answer is one, and it's the last one. So it may be just this one act that I do that would create a snowball effect that changes this world and literally makes it a better place. Maybe not for our generation, but should the Lord delay his coming, we can hand the next generation a better world. And that is the story of Esther. It is. It is he so handed, awesome. They, she was able to hand a better Persia her people because she said if I perish I perish 
That is but this so is my awesome. assignment in this hour. I'm going to see the king. You know, Dr. Trim, in a moment, we would like you to say prayer and to pray for all those who need to fulfill their assignment. And you know, this is so awesome today. We just praise God for your coming. This is just such a miraculous moment with destiny through the power of the Holy Spirit. Would you go ahead and lead us in prayer for the destinies and the assignments of God's precious people? Yes, definitely. Our Father God, we give you praise for this moment. We are we are here interceding for someone that's watching. Whatever they're going through, whatever the precipitating circumstances are within their family that may be causing a challenge, that may be causing duress, whatever is going on in the workplace, whatever is going on in their immediate environment, in their um, uh, community, in their flats, in their apartments, whatever is going on in their nation that is creating fear. I decree, Father, that you would use that to point them towards their purpose, their destiny, their assignment. Let them see themselves as being an instrument in the hand of God. And wherever they are right now, let them know that you are with them. Holy Spirit, give them the comfort in knowing that you will never leave them and never forsake them. I pray that you would reveal in this hour your original plan and purpose. And those that need help, give them help. Those that need hope, give them hope. Those that need resources, give them resources. Supply all their needs according to the riches in glory, whether it's information, whether it is deliverance or healing or an open door. We decree, Father, that the asterisks will rise up, knowing, Father, that they have come into this kingdom for such a time as this. Now we pray over those that are not saved, that they will give their heart to the Jesus. Lord. And we pray that the Lord would visit you right now, that he will save you. Yes, he will Lord. heal your marriages, heal yes, your body, heal your children. Yes, in Jesus. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Dr. Trim, would you just lead us in the sinner's prayer yes. right now for yes. those that are watching all over this world? that they will receive Jesus yes. Christ, yes. who will change their lives. He is the true light that lights every man that is coming to the yes. world. Yes, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Those of you that are um, listening, um, we're standing in faith with you right now. And if you would pray with me out loud, or even under your breath, um, I believe that the Lord will uh, bring salvation to you right now. Uh, Lord Jesus, coming Jesus to my heart right now my heart. and I accept, Jesus I accept Jesus as my Lord as my and of my Savior as my Savior in Jesus name if you would look to the sky God just took your picture and your name is erased out of the book of death is, is placed in the book of life and if you were to die right now you would go to heaven and we celebrate right now and angels are celebrating as well Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, 
and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.